0: Uh, But the ANC, of course, as the governing party, always impacting on society. And this morning, outgoing ANC President Jacob Zuma, who remains the state president of the republic, made a very sudden move. He made a massive announcement on funding the post-schooling education and training sector and announced uh, a, a free education. And we have been getting reaction, of course, from a range of sectors and for the latest uh, we joined now on the line by CEO um, of University of South Africa, Professor Ahmed Bauer. Professor, thank you so much for your patience. Welcome to this special broadcast here from NASRIC. Uh,
1: thank you for having me, Karima. And it's a pleasure to be on your program again.
0: Now, were you shocked when President Jacob Zuma made the announcement this morning?
1: Well, I got up this morning not expecting anything at all on higher education, uh, except for some mention, I suppose, in the speech, uh, Around the fact that some announcement would be made uh at the time of the budget speech uh, because that was the original statement that there would be an announcement made uh, at the budget speech uh so we were all taken by surprise uh, but having heard the actual uh kind of the, the, the detail that was put out there um you know these numbers have been in the in the kind of discussion have been in discussion for quite a while already um So uh, then sort of everything uh, seemed quite uh, to fall in place. I mean, it's interesting that uh, today is the day of reconciliation, but it's also uh, uh, the ANC's uh, elective conference. So it's either that the president is trying to be uh, reconciliatory or he's uh, got some sort of political plan around here.
0: Now, the the fact that um, I remember interviewing you, Professor Barr, when when the Yara Commission findings were, of course, uh, not available yet. And that was before the president had reshuffled the cabinet and uh, Dr. Bladen Blade-Zimande was, uh, of course, axed. And I know that uh, all the universities were getting quite anxious because they didn't know how to proceed with Wait with well. their planning. Um, and, of course, now you have the, the announcement. And you say the numbers are not new. Uh, many people, including, uh, Lumkile Mondi, uh, very sceptical about the, the 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 numbers here. I mean, uh, Finance Minister Malusi Kigawa was in fact addressing a business briefing here at the very NASDAQ, uh, uh, uh conference of the of the ANC, and it, it looked almost as if uh, it took him by surprise because the Treasury statement uh, Lumkile that came out after that very brief, with very little detail, just saying that it's going to be made uh, or to be explained in the, the next budget.
2: <laughs> Good evening, Professor Power. What we you know about Malusi uh, Kikaba is that he has been stripped of all the economic policy power. That's been centralized to the presidency. And many of us don't even know, in fact, who are these people that are now shaping our economic future and the structure and the structure of our economy. So, therefore, he was very... Uh, caught up in the dark uh, and that small response indicates also how little uh, space he has in terms of really determining the future uh, of, our, of our finances as well influencing uh, and calling discipline within uh, the state itself because the state is very protected. Uh, so it's really a confirmation that there's been a centralization of power by President Zuma and hence he can do anything willy-nilly without being accountable.
0: Now, I mean, it's, of course, a very big uh, statement to make when one says that a finance minister, Lumkile, is not actually in charge of running the public purse, uh, that that uh, is actually centralised under President Jacob Zuma. We saw, of course, uh, when uh, David Maslobo was uh, the minister for state security Many people arguing that uh, he wasn't really running state security. President Zuma was. Lumkile, you've been in the state. You know what the state sector looks like. Um, I mean, is this the way to go about um, bringing about such a fundamental and uh, many would argue very, very legitimate demand that's been knocking around for a very long time? Uh, and the figures, even though they've been in the system, as Professor Bauer has said, uh, but does it make sense uh, considering the fact that we're We have a 50 billion rand, uh, you know, shortfall. shortfall. Uh, And, of course, we still haven't seen um, what kind of reprioritizing will happen in other government departments. Um, And, of course, we're not able to push back corruption. We're not able to push back state capture. We've had over 100 billion rand leaving the country. Um, Do you trust these
2: numbers? Well... We think, I mean, within our resources, uh, we still have got a lot of areas where we can access some money. Uh, For just 2018, the issue which was raised by Vugani is a long-term one about sustainability of this program, but also... So, how does this program link up with basic education? Because that's where the biggest challenge is. So, what we get at higher education um, coming through the system uh, is not good enough. So, we want a system that vertically integrated, where from the bottom to the top there's efficiencies. Now, if you implement this system, you're imposing huge burden on universities and you may impact on the quality of our education at that level. Basically doing what we are seeing at basic, uh, basic education level by destroying researchers and world-class um, uh, intellectuals who are really helping us as a country to transform and ensure that we're ready for the fourth industrial revolution.
0: Professor Bauer,
2: does this
0: potentially pose a risk to the infrastructure uh, and the architecture of higher education. Um, I mean, if you look, for example, at the promises that President Jacobs had, had made around tenured colleges, we know that they're yep. not nearly capacitated as they should be. The quality of the teaching that's happening at those institutions, I mean, we're barely getting some structures, you know, being built. Uh, we have, had two new universities, for example. But uh, what, what happens now if, um, you know, because I found it quite strange but almost ironic uh, toward the end of the announcement, President Jacob Zuma wishes the metrics of this year. You know, wow! Well. And of course, these are the kids that's going to rock up at your institutions, demanding free higher education, and you've just put up your fees by eight percent. How's that going to work?
1: You no, know, it, there's a really, uh, it, there's a really huge challenge facing us. I mean, the, the really key challenge is the challenge of sustainability. I mean, whatever, you know, whatever was put out today uh, will have to be tested for sustainability because. Uh, you know, if you do it for a year or two years and then suddenly decide, uh, you know, you can't do it again, uh, that would be the end of the system, I have to tell you, uh, because by then, you know, the system would have uh, grown in size and, and so on. Uh, there's a second issue, which is that um, yeah, the, the commitment to the TVT sector is absolutely correct uh, for two reasons, right? The one is that the TVT sector is fundamental for the economy, so that's very important, uh, but the second side... Is that you really can't have a sustainable higher education system unless the TVT college sector is working so but unfortunately putting money into it without uh, ensuring that it functions uh, well uh, is not going to solve the problem uh, so you know it, it, it's very hard to see how this is going to work in the short term um, so so that's the one angle to all of this the second angle is uh, really about the fact that uh, uh, our universities are already functioning at the edge of capacity. I mean, there's no poss- no possibility without major investment in infrastructure for an expansion of the system. Um, you know, we've got the two new universities and they've got growth paths, uh, but those growth paths aren't going to allow them to take in thousands and thousands of new students. Eh? Uh, so the big question really is, um, unless you have an expanding TVT sector, um, there's just no space in our universities for a huge expansion.
0: Now, of course, everything comes to a head next year, February, right? I mean, we have uh, the state of the nation, universities generally open in February, and also you have the budget uh, being announced in February. Uh, But in February, you can't be running around uh, to see how you're going to deal with some of these uh, uh, blockages that you are talking about, Professor Bauer. You should be having a way of saying this is exactly how it's going to work. I mean, it's December the 16th. Uh, It's a public holiday. This is traditionally when the country shuts down. Um, I mean, are you guys planning to meet with President Jacob Zuma or with the higher education uh, authorities to plan for this so that we don't have a potential student uprising when those expectations that have now been created by the president are not met come
2: February? Yes.
1: No, in fact, I've, you know, we've already set up meetings. I've got a meeting on Monday with uh, the department and with the, uh, with the chair of the NISFAS. Um, particularly to try and understand how to put out the right kinds of messages between now and January 1st. But Professor
0: Bauer, whilst you're speaking about NISPAS, from what President Zuma is saying, is it clear to you what he means, what is going to happen to NISFAS? Because I'm not quite clear.
1: Yeah, My my reading of the statement, uh, and I read the statement today, uh, my reading of the statement is that the entire program is going to be run through NISPAS. Uh, and that, of course, raises a whole range of other questions. Absolutely.
0: About now, Professor Bauer, on uh, Adam Habib, uh, the VC of WITS's uh, Twitter line, um, he makes a series of comments and statements saying that uh, you guys recently met with the Department of Higher Education. A lot of issues were discussed, but this matter was certainly not raised.
1: Now, uh, Karima, I can confirm without any hesitation that there was no consultation, uh, no discussion, uh, we asked for meetings on several occasions, to, uh, on many occasions, to, to discuss these matters. Uh, we were, in fact, consulted by the hair commission, and many of our recommendations were, in fact, taken up. Uh, but uh, post the, uh, the release of the report, we've had absolutely no discussion about the, the contents of the report.
0: Now, before the break, you did say as early as Monday you are meet, meant to go back to the department. Uh, Vganim De, um, one of our analysts who joined us earlier, was very skeptical about the amount uh, put on the table by the DG of higher education. Uh, what credibility is there to the figures that are coming out? Because the one thing that many people are saying is that this appears to be another example, uh, example and it is certainly appears to me like an example of an alternative centre where policy is being made. I mean, we look at, for example, the issue around the um, uh, the charter, the mining charter. Uh, the, the ANC's traditional structures, where they uh, fight these things out with, uh, you know, uh, uh, within the social compact, in structures like Nedlac and others. Um, the, the, the mining charter almost uh, driven by Mosi Benzi Zwani, and of course his ties and links to the Guptas uh, many people arguing that he is devising policy almost with them specifically in mind uh, and many people arguing that this is in fact coming from uh, a relative or not a relative, relative but an associate rather of yeah. President Jacob Zuma and Nkosa Dlamini Zuma's youngest daughter an associate of hers. The Presidency has denied this uh, but Morris Masuta very much at the center of this proposal we do know that uh, Mr. Masuta did get an audience with the top officials of the African National Congress this was in fact confirmed by the former higher education minister Dr. Blade in Zamande following uh, his acting and of course they uh, warned that his plan was reckless to say the least um, does this look like Mr. Masuta's plan?
1: So it's uh, al- it's almost totally exactly what the plan was that the uh, that the ceiling the uh, ceiling would be at 300 uh, 350,000 rand uh and that it would be full cost of studies which w- which includes everything uh you know housing and everything and uh, at the yeah at the very minimum i think we're talking about an extra uh, you know extra 25 30 billion rand a year
0: now, when you meet with the department on Monday, uh, Professor Bauer, what are the main uh, concerns uh, from your constituency uh, that you're going to be raising about this plan? And and what are your expectations from them?
1: Well, uh, there are a number of issues. I mean, the, the, first, the first thing, of course, is just to get the messaging right between now and the beginning of the year, because, uh, you know, what are we saying right now? Are we saying that... Uh, you know, that this bus is now going to reopen its applications process uh, because, you know, the applications process for the 2018 academic year worked with the ceiling of 122,000 rand. Uh, So, you know, so is there going to be a huge influx of new applicants or not? Um, And secondly, uh, that, uh, you know, the universities are going to stick by their enrollment plans, uh, which have been agreed to by the department. So, in other words, there's no possibility of the universities... Uh, increasing uh, their intake in 2018, uh, except by the small percentage, you know, that was agreed between the department and the universities. Um, the second big point, of course, is uh, just, uh, you know, what will be rolled out this year and what won't be rolled out this year. You know, is Treasury saying that the money for the uh, for the new system is in place or not? Uh, If it's not in place, then how can we roll it out?
0: Absolutely. yeah. In fact, my, my colleague Gay Davis, who's a senior uh, specialist reporter for Eyewitness News, is you know, saying no, 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 because of course we had Malusi Gigaba earlier addressing a business uh, a breakfast or lunch or some event here at conference, and many people saying he looked quite shocked um, and it looked as if the president was stealing his thunder. Gay, uh, is Treasury remotely able to give us the kind of detail that Professor Bauer is talking about?
3: Karima, what I've been hearing from sources is that there, the consequences for the budget of trying of finding this money, whichever way you look, given the situation with the fiscus, yes, it 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 just you you're going to have to rob Peter to pay Paul. So to achieve this promise. It's going to be extremely difficult and there are going to have to be cuts. We're already looking for 25 billion rand uh, that has to be a hole that, that needs to be filled. There's 15 billion rand in revenue that's got to be raised in addition to you know, the normal revenue raising. What the minister's going to say in his budget, which is in February, which is so close, they are so far advanced in the budget process, now suddenly this has to get somehow fitted in. I think this is going to be an extremely interesting thing to watch unfold. Professor
0: Bauer, we of course will uh, check in with you once you've had that meeting uh, with the Department of Higher Education. Thank you so very much for being patient and of course uh, participating in this special discussion that we are having here from the south of Johannesburg, Nazareth, uh which is of course the scene of the ANC's elective conference, President Zuma choosing today of all days to make this bombshell announcement. Thank you so very much.